You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine fingered host, Dan Johnson. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully, everybody's having a good, great, fantastic week out there. Today's podcast is going to be just a little bit different as it's not necessarily a product review podcast and it's not necessarily like a BS session or anything like that. Today's podcast revolves around Ozone, specifically Ozonics, and they are a partner of this podcast. And you guys know if you've followed my story or have heard me talk about ozone and ozonics, you guys know that I am a firm believer in uh, that type of technology uh, in the field and uh, back at the house as well. So today we're going to be interviewing a handful of people about their experiences with ozonics and this isn't meant to be like an infomercial this is meant to show you the power of ozonics and uh, basically real people with real results and we're not talking about these big time paid celebrities that uh, you know they get paid the big bucks to say anything about any product these are guys who have had to spend their own money on the products and the results that they have had using them. So that's what today's uh, podcast is about. And uh, I think the best thing to do is just kind of jump right into it. All right, I'm here with Mr. Tom Waters from Kentucky. How you doing today, Tom? I'm great, Dan. How are you doing? I can't complain, man. Now, today's podcast, we're talking about Ozonics. 
All right. And we're going to talk, uh, you know, we're going to walk through a couple things here real quick about your experience with Ozonics and, and how you use it and how you like it. But the question I have for you is what were you doing for your scent regimen before you started using Ozonics? Sure. Um, using, uh, I was in the scent lot, the scent lot clothing. Um, so I'd use a system of that. Also, uh, would use the sprays, uh, primarily dead down wind. Um, obviously wash everything and, uh, scent free. soap. uh, kept everything, uh, in, in the vehicle in a bin and changed, you know, out when I got to the, got to where I was going to hunt. Uh, so that was primarily what, what my focus was at that point. So did you feel that that particular strategy was working for you? Um, I, I kind of look at sync control as like a compilation of different processes. So I was doing everything I knew of to that point. Um, I would still get busted, you know, if the wind changed on me or if a, uh, a deer came from a direction that I, I wasn't expecting. But I thought that I was doing everything within my power to, you know, try to mitigate that. But uh, it, it wasn't. There was a big difference with those onyx. I'll say that. Okay, so the next question, kind of as a you know progressing through your your scent strategy, what made you start looking at ozonics at as in like kind of a ulterior or a, an alternate method of uh, scent control? Um, well, I've always believed that you know that's the number one thing we have to we have to deal with in hunting is, you know, their, their sense of, sense of smell and the science of it intrigued me. Um, there were a number of people that were pushing it. Obviously, you know, their I think their advertising campaign was great. You couldn't turn on any outdoor show without seeing it. Um, and then I started trying to do a little bit more research and found all of the applications of it that are used in, uh, like cleaning, uh, in industrial situations. And I knew that it worked, uh, ozone work. I just didn't know how beneficial it actually be in an open in, in an open environment. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, where other than like a television show and mm -hmm. maybe doing a little research on your own, was there any other places that you went uh, or people that you talked to before you um, purchased an Ozonics? Because as we all know, Ozonics are not cheap. Right. And, um, unfortunately I didn't have any hunting friends, uh, or anybody that I knew, uh, personally that used it. Uh, in fact, it seemed like the more seasoned hunters back then, uh, that you interacted with either on forums or different areas that were talking about it pretty much just, you know, poo pooed it and was like, ah, oh, that's garbage. You know, you don't need to do that or it can't really work. And there's still a lot out of that out there of that out there, but that's never really been something that would make me shy away from it. I knew the science was right. I just didn't know whether it could be effective in an open air environment. Okay. So then what was the, I guess the, the straw that broke the camel's back that made you say, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to buy one. A uh, number of factors. Number one is being busted. Um, you know, I, I know we all play the wind, at least most of us that have any success, that's what we're doing. But wind swirl, thermals come in and out, 
there's all kinds of things that happen. Deer come from areas that you don't think they're going to come from. And for me, uh, it was an opportunity to really have an edge that I hadn't had before. Um, and I was willing to gamble the money on it to, uh, find out if it worked. Okay. So you purchased it on kind of a, man, I I just spent a good chunk of change. Hopefully this (laughs) thing, hopefully this thing works. What were, what were some of the first experiences in the tree? Like with the unit? Um, at first, um, the first time that I really knew that I, or that I really felt it benefited me. I was, uh, it was early season. Our season starts here in September in Kentucky. And I was on a field edge and actually a corner of a field edge by some timber where I'd been watching a uh, deer come out and had the wind, right. Everything was the way I wanted it. Um, uh, but I was set up with the Ozonics the very first time there. And it wasn't the tree I had, wasn't very tall. I was probably only up about 15 feet and they were coming out to my, from my left and the wind changed on me. And I had a, a, a doe and two fawns and a two and a half year old out there feeding and the wind changed. And I was just, uh, I was done. You know, I'm like, okay, well, there's no way. I don't care how good this stuff works. The wind's coming over me directly to them at 20 yards. And I didn't move, which I think that's just as important almost as scent control, but I didn't move. And you could tell they thought something was up, but they could not figure it out. And I'm sure you've dealt with this. You know, I've heard you talk about it with Ozonix too. And at that moment, I knew they were confused. They knew something wasn't right, but I didn't move at all. And within about 10 to 15 minutes of them acting a little skittish, they just went back to feeding. And they never knew that I was there. Never. I mean, I could have taken any of the three of them at any point. Uh, but I, I was amazed because it was, they were directly downwind. Now, I, was, I don't think that happens every time, but that happened then. Right. And just curious, do you happen to remember the age of these deer? Yeah, yeah. The the buck was two and a half. Uh, and they, they, I know where I think I know where you're going with this, but I think it makes a difference. Uh, they were young deer. The doe was probably you know, at least four years old. Uh, so she was an older doe. The buck was younger. And this is like early September. This is like Labor Day weekend, uh, opening season. So they were younger deer, except for the doe. And she did everything a doe does, looking at, you know, raising the head up and down, stomping, moving back and forth, acting like she's looking away and then looking back. And as long as I stayed still, she finally got back to normal. Took her about 10 or 15 minutes and she was dead downwind from me. Nice. So then what was going through your head once they went from that alert body, you know, the the, the body language, the body posture that, mm-hmm. told, that told you we are at full attention. We are looking for danger. And then they went yep. back to feeding right in front of you. Exactly. In about 15 minutes from start to finish of that process. So what was going through your head at that point when they went back from alert back to comfortable? Uh, I was, you know, obviously my main focus was not moving. not so, And at that point, none of them were in deer that I was going to target. But I really wanted to play this out because I knew the wind was coming right over me. And at that point, I was going to make sure that I didn't do anything that would alert them through any other sense, i.e. movement or noise, and just see how it worked. But I was blown away at first. I kept, you know, I'm like all of us up to that point. I'm waiting for them to blow. I'm waiting for them to blow. Uh, But I was able to stay still. And since I didn't have to reach for a bow or anything, uh, they finally just went back to doing what they were doing. And, And it wasn't like 
when you've gotten busted before. I mean, they were close to that, but they were more confused than they were alerted. I mean, they were alerted, but you know what I'm saying. Right. I mean, it was just between those two, between those two states. Okay. So did you have any, you know, cause everybody wants to know, you know, does it work on mature deer or older deer? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because everybody wants to go out and shoot a big old mature buck and everybody always <laughs> says, right. you know, everybody always says that a big mature buck, you cannot trick a big mature buck no matter what. Have you had any mm-hmm. experiences experiences with Ozonics and something of the caliber, you know, from the mature caliber? Well, uh, I'm in a, the areas that I hunt, I don't have a ton of, uh, four and five year olds don't rarely see them, but right. so three and a half year old, uh, I had a, my three and a half year old target buck last year, uh, in October, I started hunting him as soon as the season started. And within a one acre area, I had three encounters with him. Um, uh, and each time I should have shot him. I finally caught him on the third time. In fact, I don't know if you remember, but I emailed you about missing him the first time yep. uh, on the second time. And in every one of those situations, I was using the Ozonics and the wind wasn't totally in there in his favor, but my ability to get three encounters with him in less than an acre area, three times, two times after, uh, or one time after a shot to me speaks to it. Um, Again, he would he and the bucks that he was with early on, they were still kind of bachelored up in the first part of the season. There was three of them sitting there, and one of them's looking at me, and I'm not moving, and they know something's right. And there's a little swirl there. Again, it was kind of in a low area, uh, in a strip of woods, kind of in a funnel. And I think, I honestly think, every time you hunt with it, you're better off than you would be if you didn't. And I have killed a three and a half year old drop time ten point uh, with it. So uh, to people that say that you can't use it for that, my 14-year-old, uh, my best friend's son is 14 years old. I gave him my HR 200 when I, when I bought the new one uh, because he really wanted one, and I just gave it to him. And He shot a 140-inch, four-and-a-half-year-old in Texas this year with it the second time he went out with it. Now, I think the wind was you know, not completely in the buck's favor, but he did it. Uh, so I don't, I don't buy that at all. Gotcha, gotcha. So, do you use the, the rest of the ozonic system, like the dry wash bag, or um, mm-hmm. you know, other than yeah. just in the tree? I use the dry wash bag. I uh, just bought it this year, and I went this entire season, probably thirty six total, and two out of state trips uh, combined, and it was really great. I didn't wash one thing in a washing machine the nice. whole year. I would take it out. And on my Illinois and Texas hunts where, you know, I'm, especially Illinois was rut and I was doing all day sits. I'd come in and I'd send it through the dry wash and put it on the next morning. And it was, uh, I, I think it, I think that makes a difference too. Now I'm going to have another season with it before I really jump on it. But I heard you talking on the podcast with a buddy and, and I, I echo it. I really think that that makes a big difference on your clothing uh, when you're using the ozone on it and you're starting out with fresh ozone clean stuff. Yeah. Um, the other thing I used it for, which is hilarious. I bought a used car from my uh, daughter this summer and, uh, this past summer and it had a stink in it in the trunk. 
and I put the thing in there for three days, you know, and my, my wife thought there's no way that smells ever coming out of that. I don't know if something died in there or what, but bottom line is, is we used the thing in there for like two and a half, two days or three days, I forget which, and ran it uh, with the XL battery all the way through. And at the end, you couldn't smell anything. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean it, so then do you now use any other scent control products like the sprays or the uh the suits like you mentioned in the past mm-hmm. uh no i've sold all my scent lock stuff uh switched over to sitka uh like that stuff a lot uh and i really the only i haven't really sprayed now i the only thing i will spray is i'll use a little bit of uh i like the uh nose jammer on my boots right and on my backpack uh, so I spray my backpack and my boots with nose jammer, but I think less is more as far as scent. Um, I'm not a guy that uses, uh, you know, go in heat or, you know, puts up the scent tabs and all that stuff and, or drag rags. I just, I think less is more. Um, so that, that's really the, the scent control that I use that. And, you know, obviously showering every, every time I go out and making sure that the clothes, uh, aren't on me until I'm in the field. All right, on the phone with me from Columbus, Ohio, Mr. Cameron Deerfield. How you doing today, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So what do you do for a living? I'm a journeyman electrician. Okay. And, and uh, I, I live pretty in busy. Columbus, o- o- Ohio. Yes, sir. Okay. Super busy up here. All right. All right. Now, uh, you are a, you know, I... I made a post on Facebook asking people, you know, to talk about their experiences with Ozonics. You PM'd me and said you had a pretty good experience. But before we get into all that, I want to ask you what you were doing for your scent control regimen before you started using an Ozonics. Um, so I use a complete scent, uh, scent blocker suit. Um, I had the jacket, um, the bibs. So that was pretty much... I guess my most money spent on it. Now, other than that, I wash my clothes every single week. Um, I use spray, you know, and I would shower every time that I, that I hunted outside of that. Nothing really. Okay. So do you feel that that, that system that you were using before Ozonics worked? I mean, did you ever get busted? Did you ever feel that it may not have worked as much as, you know, the, the brands said that they worked? I, I mean, yeah, I've been busted. Um, you know, there's always that, that one doe, you know, that always comes in and busts you. You know, I've been, but, but I'm a big, I, I, I play the wind. So right. if, if the wind's wrong, nine times out of 10, I'm not even hunting, hunting that, hunting that stand. So up to that point, I was big on, you know, I almost would mess up half my season because I wouldn't hunt a spot, you know, b- due to wind and everything else. So I didn't, I played it super safe, basically, you know. Gotcha. So, so how did you, I guess, how did you hear about Ozonics? And then, like, what kind of research or, or anything did you do, um, I guess, before you got your Ozonics? So, I mean, obviously, it's, it's hard not to see it. It's all over, you know, the, the, the hunting shows and everything. Um, my father-in-law actually bought one. He's, he's one of those guys who, if it's new on the market, he's buying it. Okay. So, uh. He, he, he bought one and, uh, I was, uh, after, after a deer and, uh, a certain deer that liked a certain wind. So 
I was pretty much opted out not to hunt that hunt that deer because I just wasn't getting the right wind and the wind I was getting wasn't right for the stand. So I was like, you know, I'll wait until late season, whatever. I'll wait for the perfect time. Um, he was on me about using it, using it, using it, and you know, I didn't. I I was very skeptical. So I got online and started reading it, and I didn't hear one bad thing about it, honestly. You know, and and to me, eventually, if there's something bad about it, you're gonna you're gonna find it. Right. And, uh, I mean, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of guys I look up to in, in this, in this, you know, in this industry that was using it. And I thought, you know, it's worth it. It's just one deer. It's not life or death. It's, it's a deer and it's one day, right you know? And, uh, so that's pretty much what, what got me into the mindset of, of, of using one. So long story short, you were skeptical at first. Your, was it your father-in-law you said? Yes, sir. Yeah, yep. your, your father-in-law said, hey, give this Ozonics a try. You gave it a try. And, you know, what were the results when you did use it in the tree? I mean, did you notice a difference or, or not? Uh, Well, that that day I uh, showered up. You know, I it was it was a warm. It was October 10th. So it was, it was early. Um, right. I showered up. Uh, I didn't get dressed. I mean, I, I had, uh, you know, obviously I had like my, my, my base layers on, but I didn't put my top layer on. until I got to my tree and, uh, I threw it on because it, you know, that's a time when it starts getting real chilly, you know, you know, right before dark. So I got to my tree, um, got dressed. Now where, where I had to get into this stand, I had to cross a fence and my stand well, is it's an old, old you know, old, uh, cattle fence that's there. And I have to cross it to get to my stand. Well, it took me about 30 minutes to get from the fence to my, to, to, to my stand. Um, I really took my time in there, got dressed at the base of my tree, took my time, got up. And, and as I went up the tree, I, I took the ozonics and put it onto my back. Um, and, and let it, let it run. I guess in my mind, I was thinking, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use this thing as, as much as I possibly can. And cause the, I was hunting a stand that the wind was completely wrong. This buck loved the east wind. Uh, give a little back history. I was hunting this buck for two years. I have three. I have three years of history with him. Um, there was another buck that moved in the area that I had my sights on that I wanted more so until I saw a trail cam picture of them standing side by side and the body difference was just amazing. So uh, I then turned my sights back to uh, Zeus is the uh, deer's name. Um, and, uh, so anyways, the, the night or the, yeah, the, the hunt went on and the, the evening went on and out of the, out of the, out of the corner of the woods come Zeus. Well, right behind Zeus was the other deer that I was after, which is a four and a half year old, uh, deer named Papa's pride. And, uh, they were straight downwind of me. They were downwind of me for several minutes. Um, they made their way in, you know, they, they were acting, you know, skittish, but they were acting no more skittish than what a, a big deer would, you know? Right. right. Um, so they, they kind of worked their way in. Well, Papa's pride was about 25 yards in, in front of me. And Zeus was kind of working, working around the backside of the tree. Um, I, I, I found, I found a moment to, to kind of grab my bow and I saw, I, I got all that down and the whole time, you know, I'm thinking at any minute I'm done, you know, at any second, these deer are gone. So you were, and, uh, you I'm, knew that these deer were straight down wind in your scent stream. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as they walked in, like, I hunted this stand that night just to kind of test it out. When they walked in, I was kind of like, oh, no. I screwed it up. You know, like, yeah, like, I sh- maybe I shouldn't have came in here. And, you know, and every, I was hanging on every second just waiting for that one moment, you know, for them to just, you know, stomp that foot and be gone. Right. And and it never came. And uh, so I was managed to get my to, – to get drawn and I was, I was seated, you know, I had two, you know, 150 inch deer under me on, there's no way I'm, I'm standing up. Um, I was seated and I did, a, I did something that my grandpa used to call, uh, uh, Indian kill. And, uh, I put my sights on Papa's pride and I, I counted to three and I, in my mind, I shot him, you know, and, uh, I kind of did that movement over to Zeus. And he, at this point in time, he wasn't downwind of me, but Papa's pride was, and, uh, I made the shot at 20 yards and I, I killed Zeus. He ran about 35 yards and, and, and piled up, uh, as I sat there shaking in the tree, that, that was my, that's my biggest buck and my biggest archery buck. Um, I literally had tears rolling down my face and I called my father-in-law. I said, man, you just made me a true, <laughs> honest, you know, I, like I'm going to church about this stuff. And I was like, I'm buying one tomorrow. <laughs> and I did. I mean, I, I all my way, I, matter of fact, all my way to drop my deer off to the taxidermist, I stopped and got me my own, my own personal unit. So, <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, your story, there, your story would sell me. I mean, it, if, if there, if, if anything had to happen to sell me, I think it was that, <laughs> you know, and, and, that was, and not only was that a big moment, that was the toughest moment of my career. I, I mean, up to that point, I have a 150 inch deer on the wall, but I shot that many years ago. And as far as archery goes, I, I shot my biggest archery buck in 2016 prior to this, and it was a one, it was 140 inches. Uh, and so this year I beat it with a, with 153. And, uh, that's, I mean, to me, man, the, it's, I'm blessed to me. That's a deer of a complete lifetime. You know, I mean, people, people talk about numbers, man. That don't mean that to me. I killed a six and a half year old deer that I got three years of history with. So, and if that one machine could have made that happen, cause that deer was downwind of me the entire time. I don't care. I'll buy one every, every two to three years. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to, but if I had to, I would spend the money. It's, it's, it's worth it. All right. On the phone with me now, Mr. Robert Funk. How are we doing today, man? Good. Excellent. Good, good. So when it comes to Ozonics, everybody that I've talked to who really likes using uh, the, the unit and the system, the Ozonics system, has one of those aha moments where they're in a, you know, a blind or a tree stand or whatever, and they've seen firsthand how this product works. Why don't you describe to us what your aha moment was? Okay, I actually, actually owned the unit before I had that. I was, you know, like a lot of people, I was skeptical. I ended up getting one for Christmas, um, which I couldn't believe I got. But I'm like, well, I'd heard good things about it, and I took it out and tried it. Of course, Christmas, I'd already killed two bucks for the year, and I was pretty much done, so I didn't get to use it much. I took it out a couple times. You know, we'd lost a lot of deer that year. It didn't, you know, really didn't see much late season. Well, fast forward to the next October, of course, I'm anxious to use it, you know, get it up there in a tree. And first morning, I have some deer coming in. I'm just praying they get downwind, you know, not so much. At this point, I don't really want to shoot one. I just want to see this thing work. And uh, 
you know, first morning, I, I intentionally got deer downwind of me. I'm thinking, oh, this, you know, here's the test. You know, they're, they're does and fawns, but they just don't every raise their You know, sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes it's a fluke. Well, I did that a few more times. Of course, I wouldn't want to intentionally mess myself up in November, but early October, I, you know, I set up intentionally a few times, knowing I'd get deer downwind. And, you know, I just I couldn't believe what I could get away with. I'm like, you know, surely this one's going to get me. You know, it's straight. You know, the wind's perfect to kill me, and right on through. And it's like, gosh, this thing really, really works. And I had, I had one of those days I was sitting there and I, I got complacent sitting there on my butt and I had it set up above me. I had this, this deer coming in two and a half year old buck. And I realized as he's getting closer that my wind had changed on me. I use milkweed pods to periodically check my wind and I'm sitting down. And I realized, man, he's, this wind's blowing the other way. It moved on me and I didn't move the unit. And, Sure enough, he got downwind of me, and that unit's kind of facing 45 degrees the other direction, and he got me. And that's the first time that I'd gotten winded that whole year, and that was, you know, that was probably the first week in November. So I'd been hunting for five weeks and never got picked off. And, I, you know, I knew it was totally my fault just because, you know, the angle that it was sitting, he got me. Well, I, I stood up after that and kind of adjusted it. Next few deer that come through, I made sure it was pointing the right direction with the wind. Didn't get picked off again. And actually, that whole year, that was the only time I got wind. So after one season, I actually talked to the guys at Ozonics and told them, you know, look, I got it for Christmas. My season's done. You know, they have that year guarantee or whatever. And uh, they said, well, use it all next season. Let us know if you don't like it. And you send it back. Well, he said, I'll tell you what, he goes, you're going to like it. And sure enough, man, I, that whole season, that one time where I messed up and didn't have it pointed the right way, I never got picked off. And it, even now, it just doesn't stop amazing me what I can get away with. Gotcha. So are you – do you work like a 40 hours a week or more? Uh, do you have a family, anything like that? Oh, yeah, I've got – got three kids of my own got a 14 year old foster kid probably 60 hours a week so yeah life's life's busy so it sounds to me that every time that you get into the timber it you know you don't it, it sounds like you're busy and you don't get in there as much as you know that you you did when you were younger and uh probably single you have you know you have a lot oh, no, it, it kills me sometimes <laughs> too so it sounds like you need to make every sit in the timber count and it sounds like ozonics does that for you absolutely it helps i mean you know you've got some of the old school guys that, well play the wind or don't hunt the days you have a bad wind i hunt some pretty wide open river bottoms you know there's not a lot of cover down there and there's really no rhyme or reason to have those deer filter through we've got really big properties on either side of us great bedding we're kind of transition spot but from day to day, you don't know if they're going to along the riverbank or up towards the base of the ridge. So as far as setting stands and trying to hunt the wind where the deer are always going to be upwind of you, you know, it's just about impossible. Or if you are going to do it, you might watch them from 400 yards away. So having something that allows me to set my old faithful stands and get away with 
you know, questionable wind. I mean, there, there's days that, you know, somebody with that hunt the wind mentality wouldn't even be able to go to my spot. And I've, I've got to go when I'm off. You know, they say you can't kill them from home, and that's, you know, that's for sure. So, yeah, it definitely buys me some freedom to hunt some places that lock say you're not going in there. And I've killed some brokers deer that way, too. All right, I'm here with Andrew Toygo. You're actually, uh, you've been on the podcast before, and I remember in your podcast you mentioned that you used Ozonics. So, like most people, you know, they're probably skeptical at first, but what was your first time ever trying in Ozonics, and what kind of led you to that that time to to give them a try? Well, I was hunting in uh, Buffalo County, Wisconsin, which is a uh, really bluffy um, area of western Wisconsin, Mississippi River, um, the Driftless area, and I was hunting in a really deep bowl uh, most of the week. Um, over kind of a water hole and some food plots, and I just kept getting busted. Um, I don't know if I wasn't playing the thermals right or what was going on, but I kept getting busted by mostly old does. And uh, my buddy said, "Well, I have this Ozonics. I just just bought it about a year ago, and I've been trying it out, and it it seems to work. And why don't you give this a try?" So I uh, I started. I, I went out the next day and and hunted over it, and I could not believe the difference. Um, I had um, six or seven does that came in right away that morning and hung out around me for an hour, um, and I wasn't getting busted. So that's kind of when I was sold, and I got back uh, to camp, and I told my buddy, um, I need this. So I used his the rest of the week, um, and then I went out and bought one right away. So that's how... You borrowed one from a buddy. You were convinced um, by using it, and then that's when you went out and purchased it. Yep. Gotcha. So after yep. that, um, is it something now that you use every day in the tree, or is it something that you just use every once in a while? Um, walk us through how you use it and maybe how it's either changed how you hunt or some of the experiences uh, that you've had while using it. Yeah, I, I feel, uh, you know how you kind of leave your, leave home, um, without your cell phone or your wallet and you feel awkward and a little bit naked. That's kind of how I feel when I go deer hunting and I forget the ozonics. Um, actually earlier this year, I, I was, um, I've been doing a lot of ground hunting, um, public land, strip mine ground in Illinois. And I left my pack on a stalk, um, left my pack and, and, and forgot about it. Um, it was a fanny pack and I, I just kind of take that fanny pack with me when I really want to run and gun lightweight. And I forgot this fanny pack and I forgot about it for like seven days. Uh, miraculously, I tracked down some guys who found it later, but, um, it was, um, I, I, I ended up calling Ozonics and telling them, Hey, I lost this thing. It's the middle of rut. Um, you know, and they actually offered to send me one to, to let me, um, use it. Um, until I could, you know, figure out what happened with my ozonics and I did get it back. But, um, I, I never go out in the woods without them now because I just, I, I know that it's really difficult to beat a deer's, um, a deer's nose. And the, the way I use it, um, it, it's critical that you place it in the right direction. And when I first got my ozonics, I had trouble, um, really understanding 
the best way to use it, but you kind of get dialed in. Um, it's critical that you have it at the right angle and pointing downwind. So I'm always kind of, you know, pushing it, uh, making sure that, that it's downwind. Um, but I, uh, I've had a number of, of big buck encounters and especially when you're doing any sort of calling, um, if it's a mature deer, that deer is going to circle downwind. And, um, if you're rattling or grunting, um, or snort wheezing, that deer hears it, it's going to circle downwind and try to try to get your scent. So um, I had an instance three years ago where I had a buck come in, nose to the ground, um, you know, looking for a girlfriend. And he, he came in from the north, and it was a south wind. And he kind of went to my, to my west, um, out of range, and, and down past me. So I grunted at him to try to get him to come back up. And he wheeled around and come, came back to see what I was, but um, he, of course, circled further down and came straight downwind to me. And that was Alex's pointer right at his face in boost mode. And um, I was able to convince him to come in um, to 40 yards and, and uh, put him down. So he was, uh, you know, he almost made 150, um, which is a pretty good public land buck. And that's my biggest buck to date. And there you have it, guys. If you want to learn more about Ozonics, how they work, the science behind them, if you want to watch some videos on how to properly use it and install it, not only in the field but at home as well, go to ozonicshunting.com. And if you're there and you want to buy one, you need to enter the discount code... Nine fingers one seven. That's the number nine, followed by the word fingers one seven. No spaces, all together, and you can save seventy five dollars off all orders over four hundred dollars. So that's a pretty good deal. Um, the only thing I'm going to say, as far as my two cents are concerned, is if you're hesitant about buying one. Go and find someone who already has one and just try it. I swear it will it will it will change your mind. And if you're like me and every sit of the year is important, then uh, an Ozonix might be right for you. Other than that, guys, again, go visit ozonixhunting.com, read up, educate yourself, and make your own decision. Have a good one. Thank you.